Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And I guess I'm an honorary big boy, Serena Zafiris. Uh-oh, w- woman alert. <laughs> Uh-oh, what's this on the podcast? It's women talking. It's, oh my we God. have a woman talking, a little, a little teaser for the next one. Wow. Very big teaser. Yeah. I really like it. We're really we're dropping hints. We're dropping little Easter <laughs> mm-hmm. eggs to let people know what we're doing next. If you go back through every episode of Big Boy Movies and sort of tie together all the clues, mm-hmm. you'll figure out what next week's. I mean, next the next episode yeah. of, of Big Boy. Well, I'm Movies. I'm disappointed be. because I feel I think they delayed Women Talking. Because oh it was, shit! It was supposed to come out this week. I looked it up today. I was like, oh, there's got to be some show times. I want to check this mm-hmm. out. And I think it's been delayed to Christmas. It's got to be a cyberpunk situation. Yeah. Where they're like, <laughs> they had a hard release date. They're like, this movie's still full of bugs. We got some quick edits we got to make. The women, women are like, they're all like T-posing around <laughs> in the talking circle. And their Jesse, dicks are coming out of their dress. Jesse and... Buckley was facing the wrong direction. Most of the <laughs> yeah. No one bothered to tell him. Man. Yeah. Yeah. She was like clipped halfway through the floor. And so. Yeah. Serena, who are you? Uh, I'm a Matt's girlfriend. <laughs> what? I've never met this woman in my life. <laughs> oh my God. Do you want me to call the police? Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, this is me and Bibi were talking before this. You were the first guest we've had in a year. Yeah. We have legitimately not had a guest in a year. I know. And what's is crazy, crazy is the last time we had a guest, we had like five guests. Yeah. So I guess we spider- just sort of knocked them all out at once. It was a Spider-Man. It was the theme, right? Mm-hmm. We had to do the cameo. You had like too mm-hmm. many Spider-Mans. You had like too many guests. At yeah, once. we did. Um, well, Serena's actually a good person to have here because she is a movie expert. Mm-hmm. She's True. the only person on this podcast who's actually worked on a movie. That is correct. Yes. Lots I, of experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, would you like to name your most recent <laughs> film that you worked on? I, I did work on uh, the Pinocchio, the not the... Not the Guillermo uh, del Toro. Yeah, Pinocchio. but the uh, Robert Zemeckis one. And uh, uh, yes. it was a wonderful experience if you're listening, Disney, and I have no complaints. Wow. Uh, yeah. And it's the better one, right? Better than... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's it's super good. I totally recommend watching it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 If you're going to watch one Pinocchio this year, everyone's saying... Watch Disney's Pinocchio. A competitive market for Pinocchios this year, which I really did not expect. Yeah, Yeah. it's because the the rights lapsed, (laughs) so everyone can make their Pinocchio movie now. Del Toro immediately immediately was like, Pinocchio. I fucking love that shit. Uh, That's what's happening with Winnie the Pooh next year, I think. Wow. Oh, yeah. Isn't there like a horror movie or yeah, something? Yeah, they're doing the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Wow. Because yeah. um, it's public domain now. So, But I think it's just him. I don't think like the other characters just are. Winnie? It's, I, I think it is just Winnie. It's Win- the original, original Oh, he can't wear the shirt. Yeah, That's right. He can't right. wear the shirt. He can't wear the shirt. And I think most of his friends in the Hundred Acre Woods you still can't use because a lot of those are Disney creations. It's true. So, but that's the shirt's iconic, you know, the shirt is iconic. Yeah, it's, otherwise it's, it's just a bear. The whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yes. that inappropriate? It's a turn. You know, people Winnie the Pooh it when they just wear a shirt, mm-hmm. and yeah. no bottom. which is cute. But if you don't have a shirt on, you're just nude. <laughs> you're, just <laughs> you're just nude. It's not cute anymore. That's yeah. offensive to me. Yeah. yeah. As, a, as an adult man, so people who have public indecency charges, yeah. the cops will be like, well, he's Winnie the Pooh it. Yeah, I mean, he's got a shirt on. Stuff. He's got the shirt on. That's <laughs> that's, that's barely cute. even a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's the true horror is that he's finally naked. Oh, like you finally yeah. get to see what's on top. Yeah, he's got like really big pepperoni nipples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do you think he was wearing the shirt? It was a yeah. That's, that's that would be a that would be a body horror movie right mm-hmm. there. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Usually we uh, talk about what movies we saw. Since you you've seen you haven't been on this podcast before, you've seen all the movies in your life. 
I mean, yeah, if we start, uh, we can start with Barbie Fairytopia and then we can, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies this year, mainly because uh, I'm dating Matt and mm-hmm. I have a lot of incredibly strong opinions about most of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I don't, we don't see every movie together, but she does watch a lot of the big boy movies, uh, movies with me. It's to say I was usually not a huge fan of big boy movies when I started dating Matt. I was much more of like a Marvel movie, like have fun kind of gal. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a few big boy movies that I've enjoyed, like The Lighthouse. But Everyone yeah. loves The Lighthouse. <laughs> Everyone does. Show except... your mom The Lighthouse. <laughs> no, don't show your mom The Lighthouse. <laughs> except on my work calls when I saw this Lighthouse poster and someone said, isn't that the movie with uh, the cum and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, and everyone else on the calls who hasn't heard of it is like, what <laughs> the fuck is wrong with this person? <laughs> you showed it to me on like our fourth date. Yeah, well, <laughs> should we should we reveal that story on the podcast? If you want to, we don't. So to. when I think it's a funny story, this is a good one. Um, so when we first started dating, it was like our fourth date or something like that. Um, and I went over to her apart her apartment, and I'm like, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Lighthouse. <laughs> And I, this is before you really got into the Twilight movies, too. Yeah, no. So this is kind of like my first RPAT movie. So, yeah, I, I was like, oh, well, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, like, oh, it's because you said you liked horror. And I said yeah. my favorite horror movie is The Lighthouse. Which is really not a horror movie. It's vaguely yeah. a horror movie. It, do, it defies genre. But anyway. <laughs> sure. It's, it's, a, um, it's, the it's a sea shanty. <laughs> I was like, we're watching this movie where they get pissed drunk. So we should also drink. <laughs> while we watched The Lighthouse. That's experience. Um, so we watched the whole movie. It was a fantastic time for everyone. <laughs> a perfect piece of cinema. Yeah. Marty was there too. Um, and then I told Marty to leave because the movie was over. Yeah. Um, and he's only there for movies. He's only there. He only, that's his whole life. And we don't, making TikToks. We don't talk about like, anything personal. Oh, no. Uh, no. I know nothing about it. I didn't even ask my know. name. It was honestly kind of intimidating. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think his middle name is? Uh, Jim. Jim Martin Jim Scorsese. Yeah, Martin that sounds Jim. right. Yeah, yeah, that right. that's probably correct. It's probably Jim. Yeah, it's, it's probably, probably Jim. Jim. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimothy. Jimothy. Marty. Jimothy. Marty Jimmy Scorsese. Yeah, yeah Marty Jimmy Scorsese. A lot of E sounds. Yeah. Anyway, I I had not drank in a long time, and this was the first night I had really like drank hard alcohol. I also feel like it's important to know we were having whiskey sours. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even just like, oh, it's a vodka soda. Like it's a pretty intense. Yeah, it was mostly alcohol mm-hmm. in the drink. Um, and so I, at that point, at after the movie had ended, um, we were uh, on the couch doing nothing, sitting side by side. <laughs> um, and I asked her, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> To which she responded, no. No. (laughs) Wow. Which was fine. That answer still holds up, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was more than our fourth date. We had to have been dating for at least like a month or something because I didn't want to push it. I think so. I mean, I guess it was our fourth date. Like, yeah, because I, I, we, we dated, like, we went on, like, two dates, and then I was like, cool, I'm going to screw off for, like, ten days, goodbye, yes. and then I left mm-hmm. to, you know, go do family stuff. And yeah. So it was, it was probably, like, our fourth or fifth date. We had known of each other's existence for, like, a month. But, yeah, yeah. I cried and said no. Um, and then a week later, I was like, okay, fine, I'll be your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, what's important is that <laughs> is that she didn't want to be boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. But it was very important that we were monogamous and did all of the things that boyfriends and girlfriends do together. Mm. Yeah. Um, like go on dates and hang out with each other all the time. Ah. 
but but the label the, the label was no good. It was as scary as the lighthouse. <laughs> it was honestly yeah. that was the true horror movie that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> was scarier than the lighthouse. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like up for debate on whether or not the lighthouse is a good movie to ask someone to be your girlfriend on because like it kind of worked and that like a week later I was like oh mm-hmm. wow that was kind of a dumb request let's just date and now it's been yeah. like a year and a half but. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a risky movie Man, to just be it's like a real romantic movie. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible. It's like we just romantic. watched William Defoe come on Robert Pattinson's face. Would you be my girlfriend? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they they hug and dance at some point. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 they it's almost beautiful. kiss. They almost kiss. It's, <laughs> I think that would have <laughs> made the movie legendary. better for me if they did kiss. Uh, yeah. Would've. Do you think Robert Eggers is sitting there like God? I should have. I should have made him kiss. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, he probably did a few takes where they did kiss, you yeah, know. And that's just and right. then he just cut it out and kept that for his personal collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? He probably did because you're telling me Arpat didn't try to go in for a cheeky smooch. Like he definitely did. Yeah, I mean, he is like very method. I feel like he would have tried to go to get as close as possible, and it's all. I feel like it was on Willem Dafoe. Yeah, to and stop Dafoe him. was like, oh, Dafoe I'm not would feeling, do it. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Defoe yeah, would Defoe do it, but, would but do Defoe's it. acting. So would his character oh. do it? Is the question. I don't know. Defoe's I was like, really God, drunk I when I, I could... watched The Lighthouse, so I <laughs> yeah. couldn't tell you. Defoe was like, oh, I, I really wish I could kiss you right now. Robert. Yeah, <laughs> but but my character wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The sexual tension on that set must have been like God, unbelievable. You could have pierced yeah. the, the knife. The seagull scene is still just. It's incredible. It's don't even remember status, where he kills the seagull by bashing it on the rock over God, and over again. It's, so, it's so good. I thought the seagull would be like a pestering thing the whole yeah. movie, but then he's just like, no, fuck, just fuck this seagull. Fuck annihilates the seagull. Just fucking killing the seagull right now. God. I remember when we saw it in the theater, we were both laughing super hard. It was so good. I was like, yes. <laughs> it was so good. We saw that movie with Neil, right? We did see it with Neil, God, yeah. Neil, Neil was on the episode. Yeah, yeah. We reviewed it on. We need to have Neil. We need to have Neil on up. Well, you should get a Neil episode in. Mm-hmm. At yeah, some point. I wonder if he's seen. I wonder what the last movie Neil has seen. I don't know. Yeah, that's Indians. a good question. Has he seen one I'm, since the pandemic? He doesn't I'm like guess modern movies. Top Gun, though. That seems like a movie Neil would like. I don't think he has because I remember going to volleyball with him and talking, or just talking to someone about Top Gun, and he didn't say anything. So it feels oh, like if okay. he liked it, he would have said something. Yeah. Or if he even saw it. I doubt he saw it. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe we'll just make Neil watch a movie. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's what, I, that's what we did with The Lighthouse. <laughs> I guess that's true. But, I mean, he just came along. Did you tell him he had to come? No. Oh, okay. I well, then not. there you yeah, go. Yeah. I just, well, I just asked him. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we're going to see The Lighthouse. That was effort, too, because you lived in downtown at the time, and yeah. we went to the Arclight Hollywood to see it. So, oh, like, yeah, we did. That's a trek. We had to drive. Yeah. yeah. It was a trek for both of us. Yeah, geez. Are you going to make him watch women talking? <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh. <laughs> Neil would. Neil would have some opinions. I about feel like that. the podcast exactly would probably get canceled after that episode. I know exactly how that would go. I yeah. would. It, we would walk out of the theater. You'd be like, I would be like, oh, I liked it. It was good. And then he would be like, how? How did you like that at all? It was so boring. <laughs> explain to what, me. <laughs> that's what he always does. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, explain right now. He's like, always like, gotcha. <laughs> Tell me right now. You can't. Um. But yeah, no, that movie's not for Neil. Yeah, <laughs> movie's probably not for most general yeah. audiences, though. It's gonna be a little, mm-hmm. a little slower. Well, before we get into our uh, our movies that we saw previously, Serena, you can just tell us real quick favorite movie of all time. I think I know the answer. Oh God, uh, I probably Return of the King. 
Oh, okay. wait, what was I going to say? I thought you were going to say Pacific Rim. Oh, well, yeah, Pacific Rim. But that's just, I don't even know if it's really a movie as much as it is like a transformative experience. Okay, sure. Um, and it, experience. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it kind of just transcends cinema. With I could, this would take over the whole podcast. Mm-hmm. I have like several documented uh, presentations on this. I can right. give it a later date. I don't think we have time for the whole Pacific Rim theory, it. but. I haven't even seen Pacific Rim. For, for a later podcast, you can leave this as a teaser. I do oh, yeah. have a full length <laughs> Pacific Rim theory that is flawless because yeah. i've also studied film i took like one film class in college mm-hmm. so i mean is there an atlantic rim as well or? that's a good point well that's they're going to expand the rimverse that's probably <laughs> better. yeah yeah <laughs> let's keep it at that <laughs> the rimverse the rimverse <laughs> we should go to guillermo del toro with that yeah <laughs> the rimverse mr del toro <laughs> what's the next movie in the <laughs> rimverse coming every out every ocean we need the arctic rim indian ocean <laughs> indian rim the aegean rim <laughs> <laughs> if you google that it might be a little yeah. risky honestly yeah. Yeah, we have to save the seo of, yeah. of that <laughs> by making a movie <laughs> oh well okay so you prefer return of the king over fellowship yeah, I think it's just because I really like the shot where the the witch king gets killed by... Oh, uh, I am no man. Yeah, because yeah. like, you know, it was like a young girl being super into fantasy. I watched that scene and I was like, heck yeah, finally, woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> nice. I think... So good. And We're... Sam's uh, speech, the one that he gives to Frodo yeah. about the stories, is probably one of like my favorite speeches of all time in a movie. So good. So good. God, yeah. That, yeah. that trilogy. <laughs> Incredible. It's so good. It's my comfort film. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame you. Oh. Um, but yeah, I have one movie i have where's my phone oh. <laughs> one movie i have it was while two you were or three two or two okay i think i have two so you go first and i'll sandwich mine in the middle there all right uh i saw the menu okay oh, really no spoilers because we both want to so see sorry. it yeah i won't spoil it at all um i was a little disappointed in comparison to other people who saw it unfortunately yeah i thought it was fun i enjoyed mm-hmm. myself but i th- i don't know the ending just happens all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> it's a short movie, but I honestly think it could have used some more length to like make the final act mm-hmm. like a real banger. Like I understand what they were going for with the ending, but it kind of just like fell flat compared to everything else in the movie, which was like exciting and like yeah. cool. Um, so the ending kind of dampered it for me and there's some really good characters. Okay. Um, the main Nicholas Holt's character is hilarious. So oh, nice. He's really good in the movie. Yeah. I got to say, um, this was my first Anya Taylor-Joy performance that I did not enjoy that much. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. You didn't Anya Taylor enjoy yeah, it? No, I yeah. did not. And then I saw her speak as Peach in the trailer, and I was like, I'm not enjoying this one either. Yeah, I was going to say, people were shitting on Chris Pratt, appropriately so, yeah. Yeah. for just f- completely phoning it in with Mario. But, mm-hmm. like... She's kind of doing the same thing. I agree. Thing. It completely. Well, first of all, all like I can't separate any of them besides Jack Black, honestly, from their character. So which far. is which is shocking, right? That Jack Black would be yeah. the one who actually like <laughs> disappears into his role. Yeah, that's absolutely shocking. Why are, why are you shocked? He's literally flawless. He's a good actor, but like most of the time, if Jack Black's in something, you, you know notice. it's Jack. That's Black. true. Yeah, but he he went with something different. Like mm-hmm. it's clearly not him. I can like. Maybe the animators help too. Like I don't know. Yeah. But with the other ones, like I just see Charlie Day. Like I'm. This is just Charlie Day. Yeah. That's the, all I. Hear. The reason like I can get past that with Luigi is just because like 
I guess because we all like Char- Charlie Day. I, I mean, Day. I like <laughs> Anya Cha- Taylor Joy as well, but like Charlie Day already kind of has a cartoon voice. Yeah, he so. sounds like what I because like I got the Luigi does have like a real voice actor or whatever, but like it's honestly, the same as Mario's. <laughs> But like so. I, I just feel like Charlie Day sounds like what I would imagine Luigi to sound like. Yeah, he's like Even a comedic like character not... too, so you don't take him too seriously. Yeah, he's yeah. got like a wacky voice that sounds kind of like strained and anxiety ridden, well, which I feel like works for Luigi. Luigi's voice is very nasally, which yeah. Charlie Charlie's is really raspy. Yeah. So it, it works. Like that, I can understand. Right now, it's Mario and Peach. I mean, we're all gonna go see the movie five times. So <laughs> five, five, five. five. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Um. Yeah, but maybe it's Peach's lines are all like serious, and then that's true. Like, yeah, whereas whereas Luigi's are like com- they're all comedic relief mm-hmm. lines, so you can like and Charlie's funny. Yeah, I guess. That's true. And Annie Taylor Joy has to play a serious role of Peach, right? The serious role of the animated princess in the kids' yeah. movie. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, they're girl bossing her for sure. Oh, yeah. she's Slay Queen girl and bossing like, so hard. I we can't say anything yet because we haven't seen the movie. Um, but there is going to be like an unearned attempt at the return of the king moment but for peach i feel like <laughs> wow oh no i, I think that's what it's we're amazing they're my, setting us my up prediction for. is seth rogan saves the movie we haven't heard his voice okay yet, that's it's true because it's the best in the entire movie yeah i'm guessing i'm guessing he's getting typecast now and donkey kong is gonna cuck mario oh he's gonna <laughs> cuck mario. he's gonna do a fableman he was so good in the fablemans they saw it early mm-hmm. of course, i mean shigeru miyamoto saw it early he was like he got early <laughs> access to the fablemans <laughs> he was like do this for yeah. donkey kong <laughs> he's like seth rose like of course yeah this is Don- this is donkey kong i know it's, what's funny is like um Hideo Kojima who like we've talked about before like one of my favorite game directors he's always hanging out with Hollywood people like he literally just tweeted a picture last night of him hanging out oh, yeah, with saw it, Guillermo yeah. del Toro and Mike Flanagan <laughs> yeah um like who knows what those guys are up to um I hope it's a horror series I think guaranteed he scanned Mike Flanagan's face and Mike Flanagan's going to appear in Death Stranding too um, or he could finish as PT. As a baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can't finish PT. He, he could do it anyway. I want him to finish PT. I want it we so want bad. It. Just call it TP. And then- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't complain. Yeah. <laughs> Tylent pill. Tylent <laughs> pill. Um, but yeah, I just think it's, I would love to see a picture of like Miyamoto sitting with Guillermo del Toro <laughs> and Mike Flanagan. <laughs> Miyamoto. <laughs> I, yeah, staying it out with Seth Rogen there too. Yeah, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Well, I guess yeah. yeah. I'm sure they've met at this point. Yeah, they must have. Yeah, probably. Um, also, real quick before we we'll we'll finally get to it, but real quick, um, Anya Taylor Joy did a little like self recorded thing in that Nintendo Direct. Yes. I didn't see it. And so they did a Nintendo Direct to reveal the new trailer, and Anya Taylor Joy and Seth Rogen both appeared in these things where they were clearly just like in their house except Anya Taylor-Joy looks like she's in a really like run down shitty apartment wow in the video and we were both like where is she I know I was like is she being held is this her house she's just saving money yeah (laughs) she she lives in like Koreatown (laughs) I just love Korean barbecue yeah you know and the rent's the rent's only a thousand a month like (laughs) I gotta take it yeah yeah I don't blame her. Um, but anyway. What movies do you see? Uh, I watched, uh, over Thanksgiving, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front, the remake. Mm. Um, and this has been getting a lot of buzz as being, like, the best war movie in, like, however many years. Um, it's a remake. Yeah, it's a remake of the original one that came out in the old times, you know, um, based off of a book. 
And it was good. It's, in my opinion, and this I feel like is probably not a shared opinion with a lot of people, is about an hour too long. That's Yeah, that's a lot of minutes. That's 60 of them. The movie is, I think, like two and a half hours. Let me oh, check geez. real quick. It's 147 minutes. It's have very long. Have you seen long. the original one? I have not, mm. um, but it's I've seen clips from it because we watched some of it in like my history class in high school. Um, and I'll give you, it's really interesting because it is filmed from like the German perspective, not in the sense of like the Germans are good and correct here. But, <laughs> That's really important to clarify. Yeah. Um, but it is very much just like the toll that war takes on anyone who's actually fighting the war. And I think that is communicated very effectively and about an hour and a half into the movie uh we get to this big climactic moment there's this huge battle sequence which is really awesome and it like it makes everything about world war one seem probably as terrifying as it was or at least as close as you can get in a movie like it shows these tanks and how like the tanks are moving through the trenches and how people are just getting torn apart by machine guns um and we get to this one moment that I won't spoil, and it's this really heavy emotional beat. And you're like, man, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I get what this movie's saying, and like, this is like the emotional core of what we're talking about here. And I'm like, okay, they must wrap up this movie. And then I pause the movie because it's on Netflix. <laughs> And I looked at the timeline because I was going to go up and get a snack or something. And there was still 50 minutes left. And I was like, how is there going to be another hour of all this quiet on the Western front? And here's the thing. like, I don't even feel like the last hour is bad, but it was just at a point where I'm like, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel like I I learned anything new. Yeah. Like it was all... I don't know, like nothing lived up to what you had just, like it just kind of went down. And... Yeah, it, it was it was basically, it felt like like an ultra-long epilogue almost. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like an end of the woods where you're like, wow, this is really good. And yeah. then they're like, oh, but by the way, there's still an hour left in this play. Yeah. I mean, like, the, oh. that's, that's the point of it. I will give you that this, like, the movie ends when the war ends. That's not really a spoiler. And I do think the ending is actually, like, pretty effective. Um the ending I've read is different than the book, um, but the movie ending, I think, is pretty decent. Um, but yeah, it was. we just hit a point in the middle where I went, okay, I get it, and then we kept, kept going, going kept along. Saying, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. And just, yeah. Okay, I get it. It's enough slices. <laughs> it's um, enough slices. Which, honestly, like, very mild spoiler. M- most if not all of the main characters die in this movie. What? In the it's war in movie? The, in the World War no, I. That's yeah. Not no, um, no way. And but so, that's not like my Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like my Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when characters die. You know what I like is when a character looks into the camera and says, goes, I'm going to die now. And then they do a big heroic thing and then they don't die. <laughs> I love that. That's the best because then they can be in the next Marvel movie. <laughs> How are these guys going to fight in World War II if they are dead. Yeah, what the it's hell? True. There's a whole, There's a yeah. whole war. sequel to this war and none of the main characters what? stayed? I, I know. know. All quiet on the Eastern Front? <laughs> Come on. That would be all loud on the Eastern Front, wouldn't it? What? Never mind. All, yeah, all <laughs> loud on the Eastern Yeah, front. yeah. Yeah, was, well, it, was it quiet at all? Or well, the, the very the last line? shot of the movie is quiet. And actually, the very first shot of the movie is quiet, which oh. was nice. Basically, oh. for the book, the way the book ends is the main character dies Um in the war and they basically like the 
whoever's in charge, like generals or whatever, would keep a log of every day. And the only person who died on the last day in the book is the main character. And so the general writes all quiet on the Western front in his book. Mm. And the point is that like, you know, it's not acceptable for anyone to die, but because only one person died today, oh, we consider that a quiet day. Mm. Um, but that's not how the movie ends. <laughs> the movie is very loud until basically the last shot. <laughs> All right. So false advertising. So it's it's good, but be prepared for the length. I would say if you're into like war movies and, and general like history stuff, this is like a really solid it honestly made me think of Inglorious Bastards a lot while oh, I was wow. watching it, which honestly it made me go, maybe I should just stop and watch Inglorious <laughs> Bastards now. You can consider that the sequel. Good double feature. Okay. World War One, World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the biggest <laughs> war movie guy. Yeah. yeah, it's not really my cup of tea. No, I'm I'm not like I enjoy war movies because like usually they win awards for like editing and sound design. I like 1917. Which, 1917 was good. Same. It takes place in the same year, actually, oh. as this one. So they copied it, obviously. But they I can't couldn't think use of another. The, they couldn't use the same title. Though. No, they couldn't afford for um, Freaky Deaky to do the whole thing in one shot. So <laughs> then call it 1917 two. No, <laughs> two they, called it, two they called it 1917 one because it um, it came first. Gotcha. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other movie I saw was Bones and All. Oh, yeah. Oh, you rated so this very highly, like, which I was curious about. I did. I rated a four at first, and now I have rated a four and a half. I moved Damn. it up as oh, time went on. Um, because it's one of those jarring movies. If you didn't know, this movie's about cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of the people in my theater didn't know. Um, Aren't they like in love, but they're cannibals? Yeah. So it's a Luca. It's the new Luca Guar- Guardanino. Is that how you say his name? Movie. He did call call me by your name in Suspiria, and a lot of people are saying, "Okay, now he decided." He just combined them. Let's yeah. mush them up yeah. into one thing. Um, I'd say it's not like Suspiria. Suspiria is very. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not about cannibals. Yeah, no. Um, but this, so it's a romantic movie with some like horror breaks, I guess. Oh, some, okay. Like mini, just little body horror breaks. Okay. Um, it's really beautiful. It's cute. It, I mean, he's just so good at romance. Like, yeah. I, like, Call Me By Your Name is one of my favorites, and I think this is up up there. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, as good, but he somehow... He's he's so fucking good at directing that he made the Midwest look beautiful. Wow. <laughs> That's was, impressive. They're in Nebraska yeah. right now. I'm staring at the screen, and I'm like... This Italian man, he went to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I can make this beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and he somehow did. It looked fucking beautiful. Wow. That, that is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack's great. Trent mm-hmm. Reznor d- did the score, and the score is fucking great. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it grows on me. I'm just, like, very nostalgic of this movie already. Yeah. Um, at first, I was a little jarred by a lot of the cannibalist stuff, but you kind of just forget it. Also, I will say Mark Rylance is in this movie, and he's really fucking good in it. Oh, he okay. Has, what else he, has he done? Let's say, who is that? Let me pull him out. Okay. We're going to find out, Mark. You'll rec- If you saw his face, you would recognize him. That's okay. how I know. <laughs> I don't. Oh, okay. He's just, like, that guy. <laughs> he's just a recognizable face, and his performance is really good. He's in... Uh, he was in Don't Look Up. He was in Dunkirk. Okay. Watch Dunkirk. Why was he in Dunkirk? Oh. This is what he looks like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he was does, probably in that movie. He was in movie. Ready Player One. He looks a lot like Colin Mockery. No? <laughs> yeah. How? Kind of a little bit. He yeah. kind of no. looks like Colin Mockery. No. <laughs> he kind of does. He's from, I, get, I guess the he's smile? A he's a He's yeah. knighted. The eyebrows, maybe? The Colin Mockery is like 
Oh. White maybe, eyebrows. Maybe he's, I'm thinking of someone else then. Are you thinking of he's like... He's good friends with Stevie, Stevie Spielberg. Oh, okay. Him and oh. Stevie are tight because he's been in... He was in Bridge of Spies, BFG, Ready mm-hmm. Player One. Um, but no, he, he's really good and he plays a really creepy guy. Yeah. And he's really like good and harrowing and he... I don't know. He plays... He's like an old dude. So like at time... Like he just like teeters the line of like, do I trust this guy? Like I mm-hmm. kind of want to feel for him because he's old and like sad and lonely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, it comes to VOD pretty soon. A lot of people want to see this. At the, a lot of old people in my theater, like right next wow, to me. Wow, okay. <laughs> some like pretty old grandmas who um, did not know this movie. It's not cannibalism. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah. Because the first act of cannibalism in this movie um yeah, the, the lady next to me was like, what? <laughs> and two people were on a first date or something next to wow. me, for sure. Nice. Because they should just watch The Lighthouse. They, yeah. they enjoyed talking out loud a lot, by the way. Uh, so it that might have been like second or third date. But yeah. out loud, the guy like made sure, like, because I'm pretty sure it was his idea to see this movie. Like, he was, he made sure, like, by the way, I don't agree with cannibalism. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, just so you're aware, like, I don't eat people. He, yeah, he's yeah. basically just like, oh, I did not know. I'm, I'm still listen. <laughs> that couldn't be me. I mean, <laughs> I would never. I yeah. mean, look, like it's everyone's choice, but me personally, no way. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's weird because when we Timmy wants to, but I don't. Yeah, when we watched <laughs> The Lighthouse together, I was like, this is exactly sort of my whole. <laughs> this is what I do yeah. and like to do. This is sort of insight into my yeah. whole thing as a person. That's what I That's said good first no. date. Yeah. That's a good first date. If, yeah. I, if I bring a girl over, I show her bones and all, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is me. This mm-hmm. really defines you'd me. Be, and then you'd be like, you want anything to eat? Yeah. <laughs> Are you hungry? I just give her a random right. meat, and then she... Okay, slight spoilers. I got to know. Do they eat the bones? Um. No. They don't eat the bones? They're going to name it then? They don't eat the bones? I don't. It's a saying in the movie. Okay. The dad from Call Me By Your Name comes in and he's also a cannibal, crazy cannibal. Okay. It's a line that he says. Okay. That's like, it's like a thing that the cannibals like, it's like your first time isn't until you eat it, bones and all is what he says. Oh, okay. So it's like a big theme of the movie, is, or it's like a, I don't know, that's why it's called Bones yeah. and All. It's I like, think, that's like a big, the center point, I guess. It's, I think a better scene would have been if Timothy, Timmy Chalamet chopped, someone chopped a, he had like a big pile of bones and he's like, time to eat all these bones. <laughs> and then he just proceeds to eat all the bones. That was just the whole movie. It's yeah. just this very long it actually, shot. No, it was actually about ribs. He just really liked ribs. Oh, well, who doesn't love a good good rack yeah, of ribs? So they just I mean, Army Hammer. sort of had a cookout. It yeah. was like a barbecue. It was like the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Do you think Army Hammer was like <laughs> yeah. a little mad That's they the didn't cast part. him? That's the funny part. It was a lot of people just like looking at the irony of Luca. Like <laughs> apparently like it was completely coincidental. And like before any of the Army Hammer stuff came out, Luca already had agreed to do this movie. Just and then the Army Hammer stuff came out and then... It's just a coincidence that the next movie Luca does is a well. It uses like a lot of "Call movie. Me by Your Name" cast members, and then specifically not him. Yeah, the only exactly. like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like a fuck you to Army. Yeah, Army yeah. Hammer probably people. texted him. He's like, "Listen, man, I can't do this one." <laughs> He's like, "It'll be bad publicity." I swear, <laughs> I can't be too close to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna unleash the beast. <laughs> well, he probably would have eaten bones and all. Yeah, would have been legendary if Luca did cast him. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it was <laughs> it was Timmy and, and like, Army Hammer again. This is this is a little bit of a dark joke, but it's like the Alec Baldwin tragedy. But like in the news, you're like Army Hammer eats a whole crew member. <laughs> <laughs> Says he was getting into the role. Yeah, he was method acting. He ate our key grip. <laughs> Luca was like, "It's okay. He, he, it was a really good performance. You got to see it. We got it all on camera. Don't worry." <laughs> Someone film this. This is good. It's <laughs> really good. Oh, can't wait for you to get sued by Army Hammer. It's fine. <laughs> John, John's usually the one who gets canceled on these episodes. That's so true. I figured I'd take one this yeah. week. It's probably Thank you. time. Mm-hmm. You had it coming. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Can't wait um, to get canceled when I agree with all the good characters in Knives Out because there are true. many of them mm-hmm. and they all speak the truth. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we were special, and we went to the movie theater for the one week Glass Onion was showing. Very special. Mm-hmm. And, oh, real quick, I wanted to say, the soundtrack to All Quiet on the Western Front was also really good. Nice. I just had to get that out there, because mm-hmm. when I was watching the movie, I was like, man, this is a good soundtrack. <laughs> um, anyway, we there was a security detail outside of the movie theater that we had gone to, and we were really hoping it meant someone was going to pop up before the movie, but no... There was just a man with a gun in front of the movie theater, I guess, for no reason. <laughs> yeah. No fucking reason. Yeah. God, so annoying. Yeah, I was apparently Ryan came to the to the theater we were at on Friday. Mm. So yeah, we just missed him, which yeah. is a damn shame. Mm, um, Friday. So yeah, but Come I on mean, a Tuesday. Come on, Ryan. I know. I mean, he <laughs> did a tweet recently where he was like, "Oh yeah, like the weekend showings of." This movie has been great, but I am curious about the people who want to go see it on a weekday for like a less hype theater experience. And I was like, yeah, you should come check it out yeah, where on were Tuesday. You? Come on. Our theater was packed, though. It, it was decently full. We would have made space for it. Was, it was sold out. I'll yeah. tell you what. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we all went and saw it in theaters as everyone should, except now it's too late. <laughs> except you can't. <laughs> go see it in theaters right fucking now. Apparently... Yeah. Um, Movie theater chains are like begging Netflix to let them keep it for longer. Yeah, they probably a lot of people, but that might might have been the reason why. Well, no, Knives Out's fucking great. Yeah, it wasn't the limited release. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah I want to see. It's weird because like you could argue Netflix is testing the waters with like because they haven't put many movies in theaters. I guess t- they, Power they, the Dog. They this did. is the first time they're oh, testing wow. a one week. Yeah, they, they have put all their Oscar worthy movies in theaters for a month. Okay, yeah. And this is the first one they're like, okay, let's try a week, which is a weird one to test. Yeah, because this something. is like their biggest crowd-pleasing yeah. <laughs> It's a weird like one to movie. be like, this This one, I don't want to be in theaters that long. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they just lost a lot of revenue because realistically, like, no one's going to get a Netflix subscription to watch it. They're just going to go to their friend's house and it's like it's one movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not going to pay for a Netflix or, yeah, subscription. Yeah, you subscribe for like a month to watch it. You use then... your free subscription. And, sorry, Netflix. Marty's, um, <laughs> Marty's staring at me right now. He's really mad because he has a movie coming out on Netflix later. He, he already had a movie out gotcha. on Netflix. Yeah, it's coming. The one with Leo Cap is coming out this year. He's, Listen, he's showing me a picture of Leo to cap right now. He's oh, yeah. Yeah. Marty, put that down. We all know about him. Yeah. Marty and I already had a knife fight over the Irishman. Um, so, and he was like, it should have been in theaters for a year. And I was like, it's three and a half hours long, Marty. It's no one can sit year. there for that long. 
It's because it took a year to watch it in theaters. Yeah. It was so long. He had this whole proposal of like how to make it so the toilets are in the theater. So <laughs> yeah. All of your seats are a toilet. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, like how pissed is he uh, knowing that Avatar The Way of the Water is going in theaters and it's like four hours long? He's pissed. Marty actually loves no, Avatar. He does love it. He That's part of the reason he talks so much shit about the MCU is because they yeah. knocked Avatar off the number one yeah, spot. Right. Avatar got it back, of course, which... Well, yeah, because they cheating. did the re-release. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not it's cheating not when cheating. Marvel keeps Endgame in theaters <laughs> for like true. eight yeah, months. They both <laughs> yeah. okay, but Avatar, Avatar was in theater for nine months when it came out. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't... Like Endgame oh, was in theaters for so long. <laughs> and then they did, they went out of theaters, then they brought it back again. That's true. They did do like a Before special Avatar edition did, release. And then Avatar did it again. Yeah. And then, so Avatar is just playing the game. It's Avatar true. at least has an excuse for their most recent re release, which is like, I know none of you remember the first one. <laughs> so fucking see it. So just see it again in theaters, and then the next one's out in a few months. Yeah. 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 We're about to talk about Knives Out. Right? <laughs> anyway, we'll get there eventually. Morty, let us talk about Glass Onion. <laughs> Our general impressions, no spoilers of Glass Onion. Uh, Serena, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I really, really liked it. Um, I, I liked Knives Out better, but, uh, you, you know, it's your first. Uh, what I liked about it is that it didn't try to be Knives Out. Like, it was kind of its own standalone movie, and I kind of liked how it leaned into the wackiness of, like, Ben Benoit LeBlanc. Yeah. Benoit Blanc. Yeah, but I don't think yeah. there's a net. Is there a love? I'm thinking. I'm thinking no, Matt like, LeBlanc. Yeah, I'm thinking of Matt <laughs> yeah, LeBlanc. Yeah. Why did you get Matt LeBlanc? <laughs> I should have gotten Matt LeBlanc. Why in was this I one? here on the podcast? Um, but I, like his character was like kind of goofy in Knives Out, but it felt I think slightly more subdued. And whereas in this one, he definitely is like slightly wackier. Which I I don't know. I just enjoyed that it didn't try to be Knives Out too. It was just like, oh, you liked this character from the first movie, and now this is kind of just a fun anthology of like a different case altogether. And then I mean, you know, Janelle Monae killed it. I thought she did great. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah Janelle Monáe really did. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear at this point, if they're making these movies, they're going to have a stacked cast where everyone's oh, yeah. like at the top of their game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I guess I'll go. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's extremely good. Um, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not surprised that it was extremely good. Like, the first movie was so, so good mm -hmm. that, like, it's clear that Ryan Johnson just has a talent for this, as he does with, I just... I guess making movies. <laughs> he's just good at making. <laughs> he's movies. just good Let's at making honest. movies, but like these, I, I think are a step above like anything he's made. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, completely stacked cast. Um, the plot moved along ex way faster than I thought it would. Like the movie entered its third act, and I'm like, oh, we're already like here. Like we're already finishing the movie. It's chugging. It's chugging along for sure. Yeah. It's there's like, no wasted time. It's like seldom you have a two and a half hour movie where I'm just like. I didn't even notice the time in it. I was just like, yeah. oh goodness, it's already over. I don't want it to be over. It was like yeah. normally with a lot of movies these days. I'm like, okay, it doesn't, everything has, doesn't have to be two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sent BB uh, the, the screenwriter's round table, Ryan Johnson was on last yeah. week. And he met, he did mention like, that he strives for 85 minutes with every script he does. Oh yeah. And it's nowhere. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I fail miserably every time. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I, I was fine with the length. I'm fine with, he could make this movie like five hours long, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's just so much fun. His mm -hmm. writing is so entertaining, funny, constantly, like, it's just constantly moving. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like, like, you know, I just talked about a movie that felt like an hour too long. That wasn't that much longer than this one. Like every Marvel movie now is two <laughs> hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. And every Marvel movie recently, I've just been like, 
bored by the third act. Yeah. So to have a movie at this length that's as fun and entertaining as it is, like front to end, is is really sort of a testament to how good it is. It's rare. It's it's, it's rare to have a movie that length. Yeah. It's just fucking. It's it's just a banger. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I, I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like it is like it like thematically very similar to the first. I was going to say there are a lot of similarities to the first one that we'll get into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thematically very similar. So if you're, I don't know, I talked to some people at work who thought like, um, it would be the same cast even. Oh, yeah. I was like, Oh no, they haven't been one. paying attention. Yeah. They haven't been paying attention at all. Um, some people being like, Oh, it's not better. Like I always, I expect it to be better. Like sequels are always better. Like the second one's always the best, you know? And the, Wait, like, who trilogies. thinks the sequels? Always like the dark, you reference the dark night. Uh, dark okay. Night, the one Star example. Wars, yeah. Empire strikes back. Uh, okay. That's fair. Um, and then Terminator tr- two aliens and, and everyone's debatably. favorite, uh, Ryan Johnson movie, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars, the last Jedi, <laughs> yeah. best of the sequel trilogy. It is true. <laughs> yeah. It is true though. I will defend that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I don't like... I don't know. I don't like that everyone immediately asks me, like, is it better than the first one or not? I'm like, it's really good. I don't think it matters if it's better. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. It's that really good. That is fair, yeah. Because it's so hard to... <laughs> the first yeah. one's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so tight. I love the characters. Like, I can't diss the first one ever, I feel like. Yeah. Well, the first like, one was so fun, and, like, it was very reminiscent. I don't know if you've watched, like, the original Clue movie. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, no, I never saw it. Actually, it, it is very much, I would say, reminiscent of like the original Clue movie. I forget when it was made, but that movie is like very, very wacky and like, but also like fun and like mystery. And I do feel like Knives Out really like embodied that. And we haven't seen one of those in like a really long time. I feel like a lot of like the yeah. same movies kind of get made nowadays. And so Knives Out was just very fun and different. So it's kind of hard to compare it to Glass Onion because like now we've all seen Knives Out. We know that like these types of movies are possible and exist. So mm-hmm. like even if it's still well done, it wasn't technically like the first one we've seen in a while like per se yeah Yeah, exactly i think if you like so like i think you might like this movie a little less if you saw knives out right before it is what i think yeah because i hadn't i still haven't seen knives out since i first saw it oh wow like that was the last time i saw it it so i think like not having it like not having this experience since then like just made me love this movie even more but Mm. maybe if you had just seen knives out you wouldn't be as impressed because you're like oh it's a lot of just the same themes and the same the same thing and yeah i yeah i I think it's still like i don't know i own the first one on blu-ray and i've watched it several times and i've watched it with director's commentary and like everything because i really like that's what really pisses me off about netflix buying it is now there's not going to be a blu-ray release and i'm not going to get the good director commentary track once the whole trilogy comes out criterion maybe oh that would be really good yeah yeah that would be sick because Wally's on fucking criteria now. So the bar is on the floor. <laughs> the bar has reached the bottom. Yeah. Soon we're gonna have the fucking Avengers. It's gonna be- Avengers Criterion <laughs> oh, collection. I can't wait. That would be so funny. I would buy it. That would just be a legendary moment. I know, right? Cinemas. Yeah, Marty's jumped off the balcony. <laughs> Marty's done. You can't no, even imagine. They're gonna wait till Marty dies the day after. Yeah, yeah. The day after his like, death. All right, we can now put Avengers in the yeah. Criterion Collection. Marty's gone. Yeah, they yeah. were holding out out of respect. Yeah. yeah, respect for the man. But yeah, he's no longer here. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we should go to Spoiler Town and Lots just of spoilers. In this spoiler. Yeah. Spoil this whole damn movie. Um, I want to do improvies later because I think we're going to talk more about a potential sequel than we would how to improve this one because mm. this one's already pretty perfect. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I'll tell you what, 
Shocked to find out, Ninja is in the movie. <laughs> they finally did it. Dave Bautista plays Ninja <laughs> in the movie. Ryan Johnson has been listening to our podcast for so long, and he just keeps, he's like, God, these guys are geniuses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They he's like, keep pitching ideas with Ninja in it. Why is no one putting Ninja in movies? Yeah. He's like, this one's for the big boys. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for the big boys. Yeah. God, if... if if Dave Bautista would have said big boy at some point, I would have known. Yeah. Well, proof. He, the thing is, like, because obviously he listens to this podcast. In the sequel, he will have to have two dude podcasters be part of the, oh, please. the murder mystery. We need two dude podcasters. <laughs> That's one thing we're really lacking in the cinema space yeah, is two men talking I mean, about film. Listen, these movies... <laughs> are pretty firmly social commentary about terrible people. Yeah. Just put us in the movie, Ryan. I haven't been called out yet, Ryan. Yeah. I want to be called out. Call John tries out. to get canceled every episode, and you're not going to put him in yeah. this movie. Put me in the movie. Dude, there's so many prime John cancellation big boy movie bits. That he could have capitalized on. Yeah. And he didn't. But, I mean, he's got a whole other movie to do so. We've mentioned 9-11 so many times on this podcast. <laughs> I still laugh about <laughs> about the guy who nine eleven happens, he's like, "Well, nine eleven just yeah. happened, dude. Nine eleven just happened." <laughs> it was such a good bit last episode. Yeah, that was a classic. That one of our first bits on Big Boy movie was uh, Darth Vader did nine oh, eleven. Yeah. <laughs> because Marvel kept putting like, or no, because Eternals had. Um, Oh, they had had Hiroshima, Hiroshima. in it. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. They just implied that <laughs> yeah. Hiroshima was the fault of these like super aliens, yes. which was a bold take. Yeah, we went into that pretty in depth on our Eternals episode. <laughs> so I just can't imagine the next strategy <laughs> to make. Pitched that? They were like, "Yeah, Darth Vader's not. Everyone's on his side. We, yeah. we, need, to, we need to like make him a true villain." Yeah, <laughs> he did not. <laughs> they just, just cut to Earth. Or just, just like briefly mentioned, like, "Oh, yeah. remember when Darth went to Earth?" Those many years ago, yeah. <laughs> and he went to the he city did they call New York. He did 9-11. Oh, my God. Honestly, there's so much Star Wars like fan fiction out there. The it Earth, could exist. Someone could have written that. Earth is canon in Legends. Before they blanked Legends out of existence, there was yeah. a comic book where Han Solo and Chewbacca go through a wormhole and end up on Earth. Mm. And they end up, the Millennium Falcon like breaks down. And they can't fix it, so they just end up living in the woods. And Han dies of old age. Oh, gee. And Do because they need any, any earthlings? Or I no? don't. Well, I think they arrive like really early yeah, in Earth's history. Because remember, it was it's a long time, time ago, ago. Mm-hmm. in a galaxy oh, far, yeah, far it away. Is a long, long time. Ago. So they they sort of show up in like early man, I assume. Oh. But remember, Wookies live like for like hundreds <laughs> or like thousands of years, even. Yeah. So Chewbacca's alive and. He becomes Sasquatch. Oh wow, that's, that's canon. That's how we. That's how we got Sasquatch. Holy is because uh, Chewbacca, Chewbacca got stuck on Earth. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. That should have been the time. Rise of Skywalker plot. Honestly, yeah. I would have watched that over Rise of Skywalker. Chewbacca retires to Earth. Yeah, in uh, in the like woods of Oregon. Honestly, that's better than he's dead. Just kidding. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should have just been like footage of me crying. <laughs> that's what yeah that's actually rise a good point yeah it's just been john honestly crying for two if, hours. if rise of sky if rise of skywalker should have been 
them showing us Rise of Skywalker, but the camera's pointed at us the whole time. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> our faces. It's like, just yeah. faces like it, You'd get that perfect moment where I leaned over to John in the middle of the movie and go, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad. I just yeah. remember when they kissed, I literally like, because I was sitting in like, the recliner thing, I like kicked my feet like this. And I was like, God damn it. Oh. Like, I was so mad. I cheered. <laughs> I cheered because I was so beyond like <laughs> done with it at that point. I feel like the writers were, so they were just like, let's just have them fuck. Yeah. They were, it was like a Robert Eggers moment, yeah. making Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'd, I'd like to see these people kiss. Yeah. But we Who didn't wouldn't? get that in the lighthouse, and that's the problem. Is yeah. We well, got yeah, it in the wrong we get, we get that in Rise of Skywalker, not the lighthouse. Well, it's because the people <laughs> directing Rise of Skywalker uh, were not as, as capable of nuance. <laughs> anyway, spoiler town. <laughs> Back to Knives Out. And now they kiss. Uh, and Glass <laughs> Onion. So here's the thing about Glass Onion is it is very similar in the sense that it is Benoit Blanc helping sort of like a lower class downtrodden woman of color Mm -hmm. sort of take on this group of incredibly entitled rich assholes. Yeah. So that felt a little bit like a little bit too in the formula for me. That's honestly the only complaint I have about the movie. It was just the same thing, but yeah. The story is still very different, I guess, and even more I mean, the people in Vibes Out 1 were insane, but these ones are, like, mega-rich, insane yeah, people. Like, yeah. mega-rich. Yeah, like, the obviously, the Knives Out 1, they were probably millionaires, whereas, like, these people were billionaires. Yeah, exactly. Trace Comas like Club, bigger. if you will. Huh? Oh, that's uh, uh, Silicon Valley, Trace Comas. Oh, I haven't seen Silicon Valley in a long time. Uh, Sam, the I guy who is a billionaire, he's in the Three Comma Club. Oh, uh, Trace Comas. okay, I remember uh, that. Yeah. Yes. that makes sense. Okay, now I remember. But yeah, they're, uh, he basically, so I guess the next movie, they're going to have to be trillionaires. Yeah. You just got to keep up. They have to live on the moon. You down it a lot. And it's just a lot. It's just, they're all all really poor. poor. They're all really poor, but still really mean. And then it's one rich people, (laughs) one rich person who's wrongly accused (laughs) of murder. Yeah. (laughs) They get the justice they've been so desperately craving. It's just the complete opposite. Yeah. Well, what's funny. And like, I doubt this factored into the movie. It's probably coincidental, but it sort of speaks to how culturally relevant the movie is, is like a little while ago, Elon Musk went on a tweet and basically, <laughs> this is a great, yeah, great way to start an analogy is he tweeted like, oh, Hollywood these days, like they never portray billionaires in like a positive light. You know, in movies now, billionaires are either like dumb, bumbling idiots or they're the bad guy of the movie. And it's like, this movie literally does both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson's like, okay, I'll, I'll, re- I'll do that as well. Yeah. Sure. Which is also insane because Iron Man and Batman exist. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. So, <laughs> two, of the, two of the most iconic superheroes. Yeah. Of like, all two time. of the most iconic characters in yeah. like the media. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. And this movie like tackles that sort of idea. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I did really like at the end when Benoit goes up and he's like, we just assumed this guy was smart because he's rich, but like he's an idiot. Yeah. He's like a total total idiot. And like, yeah, you go back to the beginning of the movie where he's like, Oh, he faxes me ideas every night. And most of them are like stupid bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And like the only, there was one idea that worked because one of his scientists figured out how to implement it. Yeah. 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 I think it's like, it is cool how it's like a lit. It's basically the same, but it does feel more. It feels like things. Rich people still are annoying as shit, mm-hmm. but they're a little. They're annoying as shit in a little bit of a different way, I guess, from four years ago when the last yeah. movie came out. Like it's a little. It's nuanced in a way that's like 
it did modernize it a little bit, even though it's only been three years. I mean, yeah. a lot's happened, a pandemic. Uh, it's a lot true. of shit. Yeah, and this movie, it's another pandemic movie, much like Tar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if only Tar were in this movie. Yeah. Tar should have been one of the... It will be interesting to watch these movies like 30 years down the line with like your yeah. kids and stuff. And they'll be like, why is every like, why is this just happened to take place during a pandemic? It's like, well, let me tell you, yeah. it got bad. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, the cultural relevance of this one might actually hold up better than the first one. Because the first one, they do have a whole scene about Trump. They do. They never name him, but they do basically just talk about how like one a bunch of the family people don't like immigrants and how they voted for their guy to like keep them out of the country and all that. Yeah. yeah but like the anti-immigrant sentiment has been a problem for decades. It's like, true, but I'm pretty ideally sure... it's not going to last, but yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's the thing. Like both of these movies, I think hold up because their cultural relevance is like sort of enduring, Yeah, but they are very much of like the time that they came out. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. I think, yeah, the first, the first one's definitely like trippy in this, this one feels like it was based. Feels like he started writing it right after like the Gal Gadot uh, video. Oh, Imagine. the Imagine video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> feels like he saw that and was like, "Okay, I have a movie. I, now. Have, yeah. I have an idea." Yeah. Um, Among Us is in this movie. Among Us is in this Among, Among Us in real life. <laughs> Among Us. Why did he title it that? I Last How People aren't going to click on that on no, Netflix. No. They'll click on Among Us. Among Us in real life starring Ninja? Are you <laughs> kidding me? At that point, you got to throw a corpse husband in there. Yeah. yeah you got you to throw a corpse husband. You got to get mm-hmm. disguised toast in there. Maybe some Pokimane. Yeah. Absolutely. AOC. <laughs> get some AOC. I was going to say, Pokimane was in my pitch for like the next sequels Ooh. cast. Yeah. Because I feel like we've already done ninja he's old news honestly yeah. old meme yeah it's time for something new and time to let women talk yeah well <laughs> we'll see call it women talking yeah a knives out story. <laughs> knives, women, women talking, talking a knives out mystery <laughs> <laughs> how do they talk <laughs> how does it work <laughs> then Wablonk shows up and he's like oh my <laughs> i've never seen something like this in my life <laughs> It was kind of Elvis there at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and, he's, and he's played by Austin Butler. He's played oh, by Austin yeah. Butler now. Daniel Craig, too old. Too yeah. old. We need Austin Butler. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, he's playing Among Us with... Natasha Leone. Yeah, Stephen Sondheim is one of the people who's in the call. Yeah, which was wild. <laughs> it was like two incredibly old men. and then... one, one of the old men was Stephen Sondheim. I'm not sure who the other people were. Was it Scorsese? No, no. Nah, we would have known was... if Marty was in there. <laughs> Marty knows what Among Us is. Though. Yeah, Marty plays Among Us every day. <laughs> yeah, it's just funnier. I, I, did Marty Johnson have to explain? I don't think Stephen Sondheim talks at all. Did he have to explain to Stephen Sondheim what oh, Among no. Us is? Oh, at all? it was oh the lady who sings uh, Beauty and the Beast, Angela something. She sings the Tale as Old as Time song. Angela. And she voices Mrs. Potts. Lansbury. I think so. Was oh, that her? She died recently, oh, didn't she? she? I don't know. I, I think it was her. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's uh, yeah, another we'll old white lady. I was surprised there was no Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That feels like it would have been the scene to include yeah, him. True. I feel like that's my other critique. Yeah, no Joseph Gordon-Levitt Yeah, I mean, even though I didn't remember him being Although, in the first movie. Oh, yeah, no, he was in the first one because he was in Yeah, the... to be fair, he might have been there and we just had no idea. Yeah, he's got to be somewhere, right? Yeah. He hides him. He hides. He that's hides. actually the true mystery. Where is Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> he, yeah. He right, was but, he was probably just like on the yacht somewhere, or maybe he was yeah. swimming in the Aegean Sea. Yeah, 
The Among Us bit is hilarious. Um, yeah. But only funny to people. Like, my parents are not going to get that joke at all. They're going to be like, Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of people will because, like, during the pandemic, we all played Among Us. Guaranteed you played at least one game of Among Us <laughs> Everyone, in 2020. Yeah. Like, I mean. The thing is, with Among Us, it was you either played one game or you played way too many games. Yeah, exactly. That was me. I played way too yeah. many games. Yeah. I got way too into it. It's I like a, the Among Jackbox. Us. Yeah. Like, either you played it once or you played it just way mm. too I mean, much. Yeah, they even mentioned Quiplash. That's true. Yeah, they did say Quiplash, yeah. yeah. It was very, it felt it felt very true. But it's just a hilarious bit that all these, like, old, like, <laughs> really old-timer people are, like, super into Among Us and Benoit Vlog's like, oh, this game's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I do like his his absolute disdain for any game that tries to emulate, yeah. like, what he does <laughs> yeah. in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me something um, good. Yeah, like he hates Clue. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> Clue's so stupid. <laughs> Moving people around and doing stupid stuff. Looking for a motive and an opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do love the scene where they start the murder mystery party and just instantly he's like, he's, yep, I got it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Because I thought first, at first second there, I thought Ryan Johnson saw Game Night and he was like, ooh, I want to do a Game Night. Yeah. Um, but then Benoit Block just figures it out immediately. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the whole game night premise is the rich guy's like, I'm, you're going to solve my murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought he was going with the same game. We watched game night. Yeah, uh, yeah it took me a minute to remember. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was thinking like, of the gift, I think, was the problem. Yeah. Mm, yes. Um, yeah, so like, I'm trying to think of like, what other like good moments there are in this movie. There's so many. I know. It well, just, the whole movie's like a good movie. Yeah, it just so had fun. twists at the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, um, even though like, I mean, I figured out the ending after like the first hour. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I'm incredibly smart. Not, uh, not that the point of this movie was that <laughs> the answer was the most obvious one. Yeah. No, that's what they say about a glass onion. It's really hard to see to the center. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you saw right to the center. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I saw straight through it. Yeah. Um, but I just like, I feel like it changed the pace like at the right times to where mm-hmm. like it didn't like like the when it switches or we're in spoiler town right yeah yeah, yeah we're when it like switches to like after her getting shot and then you get the flashback so then in that whole flashback honestly in that whole flashback I was like I really hope she's not actually yeah. dead because I, I know, really yeah, like it's her such a bummer. and I'm like such a sucker for a happy ending it's yeah. so, like it was nice because you kind of had that tension throughout that whole part and that part's a very like exciting part where you're kind of like seeing all the stuff that you didn't get to see before as an audience member so you're like putting mm-hmm. the pieces together and. Yeah, he does a really good thing in the writing where I'm always skeptical of something, mm-hmm. and then he immediately is like, "No, this is this is why it's like that." Yeah, like, there's when she always. Died, I'm like, "Oh, but what about the blood?" Yeah, and then he immediately is like, "Hot sauce." Yeah, yeah, fucking hot sauce. He is really good at like just keeping that little bit of doubt in your mind, yeah. so you're never exactly sure what the next turn is gonna be. Yeah. He's um, also really good at uh, we call it dieharding in my family. It's where mm-hmm. everything matters. Um, like if you, I don't know, we watch Die well, Hard every year for Christmas. There's a screenwriting term <laughs> for that. No, everything no, matters. It's, it's called dieharding. It's it's called uh, <laughs> set up and payoff or Chekhov's gun, whichever you'd no, like. Matt, 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 Matt. I, die I, harding, I, right. I work in film. Oh, that's true. Um, that's right. So I know kind of all the industry mm-hmm. lingo. So it's called dieharding, and it's basically when everything matters. Sorry, yeah. I don't mean to mansplain to you on your own podcast, that's, but it's no, time for fair. women to talk. Yeah. That's why we have to make a competing film <laughs> men, men talking. talking it's just or, fucking or, stupid or yeah. men being quiet just like you, yeah. you see the game the other day yeah man <laughs> oh god 
Now I so desperately want to talk about the old ladies who are horny for Tom Brady. Oh my oh, god, that, was that so movie strange. is so yeah. weird. What the? F- we have to pause Glass Dude, Onion real quick. Com- it's coming out on February too, which makes it. It's com- coming out on Valentine's Day, isn't it? it? Well, makes coming. it completely seem like it's an ad for the NFL because that is when the Super Bowl is. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it completely seem like the NFL is like, we need a movie for the mm-hmm. NFL. Do you think they're doing it because since Tom Brady's uh, recently single, they're trying to get him some like nice ladies? Maybe all the ladies are are fiending for some Tom Brady. I mean, he's single. It's exactly. so because he's like super old at this point. In football years, yeah, yeah, and he's like basically 107, yeah, and he's not good this year. Yeah, yeah, and, and he sucks. <laughs> so no one's gonna go see the movie. Yeah, that's retired. the problem. Maybe, but he... no, this is about him when he's on the Patriots. He's still good. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say like it's so bizarre. That like, clearly the pitch for this movie is it's like bridesmaids or girls trip or whatever, but it's old ladies, yeah. right? Yeah. They basically since the Hangover came out, someone said, "How do we make the Hangover with every demographic?" Yeah. And so now it's old ladies' turn. Um, <laughs> Finally. You know, we gave it to black women and and women. We did had to do women, white women first, then black women. Okay. And maybe have have they done Asian women? I don't think so yet. No, no. no. Old white ladies come before Asian women. Yeah, it's sort of in the sorry. Hollywood hierarchy, I guess. <laughs> um, so they're doing old ladies now. But then on top of that, it's a movie about how they're all thirsty for Tom Brady and want to have sex with him and Gronkowski. Which is weird because like Derek Carr is an option. Like if you're gonna do Ooh, hot Derek NFL Carr. players, yeah. Like I get that the Raiders stink, but like no one's watching the movie for the football. <laughs> I mean, a movie about Derek Carr as the main NFL player. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he's not good at all. He's not but accomplished. He's, he's just the hot quarterback. He's yeah. hot. Yeah, he's got natural eyeliner. Yeah. There's something to it. I mean, but this is the way they get like. I guess some football fans to go like maybe <laughs> That's some the Patriots other thing. fans are yeah. like, oh, I love Tom, I love Tom Brady and Gronk. I'm going. It is really bold to make the Patriots because like no one's no one likes the no Patriots. one likes yeah. the Patriots. <laughs> it's like literally people from New England and no one else. Everyone so you else really have to hope things. old ladies from New England come out in droves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is a very niche audience. I yeah. think they think that women think Tom Brady is hotter than women probably think he is. Yeah, because. Like, oh, Giselle was married to her. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I know him as Giselle's husband, mostly. He kips, he kisses his children on the lips. It's true. Pretty attractive. His children are probably going to go to this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is how John gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I just remember seeing that trailer before Glass Onion, and I was like, who, how do you think they pitched that to Tom Brady? <laughs> God, that would have been such a good payoff if that, that was like a... Uh, trailer that ryan johnson directed and oh my God, and then it yeah. tied into the movie yeah it was like a tropic thunder trailer <laughs> like the trailer uh, was like a of, fake what the perfect <laughs> thing would have been like the whole movie happens and at the very end everyone looks at each other and they're like tom brady movie tom brady movie you know, <laughs> goes and they all get on the boat and go to see it they all hang out and have a good time everyone claps the people yeah. who showed up after the previews are like what the fuck? yeah magic of cinema <laughs> should have came for the previews <laughs> yeah Set up and pay off. They diehearded it. They, 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 they diehearded the shit out of this yeah. one. Everything matters. What the heck even is Chekhov's gun? Chekhov's gun is the rule that if you introduce a gun in the first act, it has to be fired in the third act. Is or it based by off the third the movie? Act. 
where there's a guy named Chekhov and he has a gun. I believe I don't know exactly what movie. <laughs> there's a chance it's a gun? star a Star Trek reference because yeah. isn't there a character named Chekhov in Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. probably. Anyway, there's, there's I don't know Scotty. the I don't there's know like the exact. There's like origin. a billion Star Trekian. Yeah, Star Trekians. That's what they're called. Yeah, it's, probably. It's they're a, called Trekians. There's an infinite amount, <laughs> infinite amount of characters in, in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. yeah. So. so anyway, I don't know the origin, but it's Chekhov's gun is the screenwriting adage. Okay. Yeah, it's so, dieharding. Um, it's dieharding, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did think what was really crazy is the first movie has probably one of the best setups and payoff um, in the entire history of movies, which is the My House, My Rules, My it's Coffee so mug. so good, which I have the mug for Yes, exactly. Yeah. The, maybe the most perfect setup and payoff in a movie. And I was wondering if this movie was going to like have that. And while I don't think it's quite as good... I do really love how they come up. They set up. I want to be mentioned in the same yeah, breath as Mona no, Lisa. That one's really good. And they get him. Uh, You're like, oh my god! Oh, that one. He got so what he wanted. That one is so good. I just yeah. hope I they keep it canon. Like in the next movie, I want someone to reference the fact that the Mona yeah, Lisa Lisa's doesn't, been destroyed because it doesn't exist now in the Knives Out universe. Yeah. yeah. In the in the K O U. Yeah. yeah. What they should do is they, since now it's officially alternate history, right? Like the first one could have been our world. Yeah. Now we've officially diverted the timelines yeah. <laughs> like Watchmen. Yeah. Right. And so the next movie, I just want them to casually mention things that are different. <laughs> like really small things. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, you know, oh, could I get that? It's like a a clear soda and they'll be like, Oh, can I get that Coke? And they'll hand them the clear soda. Yeah. Be like, yeah, here's some Coke. I like it. Yeah. Or like, like, just like briefly mentioned, oh yeah, the Lakers have won six times in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and be like, oh man, I loved when uh, <laughs> I loved that movie where all the old ladies were thirsting after Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just little things. Yeah. are are different yeah, in I the like Knives it. Out universe. You should now. make this sounds like a film theory video. Maybe. Oh, don't tell Matt Pat. <laughs> don't tell Matt. Pat. He'll go Matt fucking Pat. crazy. He'll be like, Knives Out actually exists in a universe where Darth Vader did 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you by the end of this video how that connects. I'm Matt Pat, and welcome to Game Theory. <laughs> this isn't a game. Theory. It's on the wrong channel. Oh, it's film Matt theory. Pat. Matt Pat, put it on film theory. You have one for that. He ties it in Five Nights at Freddy's. He can put it on game. Yeah. Theory. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Oh, well, it has Among Us, so it can be game yeah, theory. It yeah, it can be game theory. Mm-hmm. Give us Among Us, or give us Knives Out skins in Among Us. Yeah. Is that how you guys normally categorize movies on the podcast, whether or not they'd be in game theory or film theory? Yes. Or is this kind of yeah. a new word? Yeah, that's usually what we do. Gotcha. Yeah, we don't rate movies. <laughs> I made Letterboxd before yeah. game theory or film theory. <laughs> you know what? Shockingly, Tar would be in game theory. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a spoiler for Tar. Sorry, everybody. Fableman's unfortunately film theory. Uh, yeah, it's all about movies. Um, Oddly enough, the new Mario movie, film theory. Yeah, yeah they that don't is, play a game in that they one. They don't no. play a game. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's out. it's so hard. I feel like when we do podcasts about these kinds of movies, because all we do is just like gush about the best, funniest that's, parts. I mean, that's the point of these movies. I that's know. what you do. You just gush about like, I know. this and this I, and this. I want to say like... Um, I was sad that they killed Dave Bautista. Yeah. He's always, it's crazy to me that The Rock is the wrestling guy who makes all the money. But Bautista's better. Bautista's by far a better actor. And he's he been does. in so many more better movies. He's barely in these movies. He was barely in Blade Runner. Put him in there more. He was in yeah. Blade Runner? Yeah, very beginning of Blade Runner. He beats up Ryan Gosling and then dies. Oh, that movie was so long. 
It's the very beginning. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, his performance in Blade Runner is incredible. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just like, I want to see Batista in as many movies as they can put him in. Like, Please do. Underrated actor by far. I mean, they do, they keep doing. Or they, M, M. Night Shyamalan. That's right. He's going to be in right M. Night's on. next movie. Yeah. In the cabin one? Yeah, knock on the cabin. Nice. Which he's, we are going and, to see. And he knocks. He's, I mean, yeah. He's the knocker. He is the one who knocks. <laughs> I am the one who knocks. Hey, <laughs> okay. I am the one who knocks. I am Dave Bautista. <laughs> yeah, and then guys, he dies. You guys seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad? Yeah. Breaking Bad? Huh? <laughs> season five. Season five. Good five. I'm wearing a season five hat. That's a reference. Oh, yeah. To yeah. My, my hat, everybody. Good visual gag for our podcast. Yeah. I now want to get a hat. That does say just fifth season on it. Fifth season with no logo. With no, because yeah. it's for the Overwatch League. Yeah. Um, but I do I do just want a hat that says fifth season on yeah. it. Yeah. I did find a custom hat company recently. Let's go. So yeah. if you want that, I can hook you up. I'll get I want it to be hats. like the iCarly t-shirts, but hats. That's what I'm going to start doing. That's oh, going to be yeah. my thing. It's they just all come in What are the iCarly t-shirts? They just had t-shirts yeah. that said like random fucking things. Oh, okay. Sure. I can't, I can't think of an example mm-hmm. right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. John, I will say this because um, I was considering getting this you this for your birthday, but I decided not to. There's wow. this minor birthday spoilers. Yeah, there's minor birthday spoilers. There's a company called Girl Girls on Tops, and what it is is they sell T-shirts with just like women's names on them, and there it's it's a plain white T-shirt that just said Greta Gerwig on it. Oh <laughs> and I was like, that would be the perfect gift for John. I would wear that to work every day. Yeah, exactly. Everyone would be like, wow. I love is- Greta Gerwig. Like, what can I say? I have a t-shirt. Yeah. No, that is a good, that is a good, uh, um, good one. Yeah. See that the iCarly shirts is one that says uncle female. Oh, yeah. okay. One that says chest words. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are odd when you take into the context of Dan Schneider. That's true. Uh, yeah. yeah. There, are there any feet ones? Maybe? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, beat words. Beat words. Anyway, I guess we've said our piece about this movie, so I want to move on to my <laughs> favorite new segment. Okay. <laughs> my favorite new segment called Improvies. We did this with Tar, which was a huge hit. It was huge. Um, and so now we're going to, since this movie's already perfect, we can't improve it. Um, we're going to have to pitch whatever the third Knives Out mystery is going to be. Man. So first off, who do we cast? I guess we can't do Ninja, unfortunately. That's where Pokemon comes in. So I guess we get Pokemon. Pokemon should be in it. We need a, you know, maybe we do. We've been relating to maybe we do Pokemon, despite being ultra rich and mm-hmm. stuff. There's still things you, you feel bad for her about. Yeah, you know, like she's still discriminated against in a lot of ways, and people shit on her all mm-hmm. the time That's and true. are annoying. Yeah. So maybe maybe she's a kind of relatable ch- character. She could be rich. our. Maybe she could be. Maybe she's like a complicated character where like you feel bad for her, but ultimately she is still rich. Yeah, so you it's like can't the like feel bad, um, too bad. Yeah. Who the what's the girl who played the girl in Thirteen Reasons Why in the first? Oh, movie? Oh, in the first movie, right? Yeah. But she like full on rats on the main like character. eventually, but like throughout it at first, you're yeah. like, oh, she's kind of complicated, and yeah. then she kind of like shows her true colors, and yeah. then she's just like so everyone that can else. Be our role for Pokimane. I'm like gonna that. pitch you a curveball here. Mm. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> okay, we are cooking now. Oh, are you going to call yeah. it Knives Out the Rainbow Connection? That's It could be called Rainbow Connection. He's rich as hell. And that is true. He's talking about how rich, rich Kermit Kermit is. talks about how fucking loaded Kermit the Frog <laughs> is. Well, it's because he lives like humbly. Like he's just kind of hanging out in the woods. He plays in a swamp. You know what? I bet he just does that for the media. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. he goes with his his you know PR rep. They're like, all right, let's go down to the swamp, pull out your banjo. You know, mm. 
he does his own imagine video oh yeah he gets all the muppets to sing rainbow connection to make us feel better about the pandemic i mean i don't know if you wait you watched muppet haunted mansion with me yeah i did because in haunted mansion kermit and the rest of the guys are in a pretty like fancy looking house for the house party so like it's possible that's true yeah yeah these puppets are richer than me and i'm upset yeah Yeah. and we should all be upset about it exactly kermit the frog is in the movie Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but like so does he die or because like can you even kill kermit the frog i, know, I think he's Legally? unkillable i yeah. don't think anyone would believe us if we killed kermit the frog <laughs> they, they would know it he's immortal yeah he's they immortal. would know it was a red herring if we like he goes down in the second act everyone's like he's fine he's, fine. he's a fucking he's, puppet he's, he's, like, he's a muppet <laughs> yeah oh he is impossible to kill so I think that's good. Pokimane and Kermit, I think, are two solid <laughs> so picks for the cast. Chris Pratt has to be in there. No, that's a good point. You can't do this to us, please. <laughs> no, uh, Chris Pratt, murderer? Or he dies in the first five minutes, and then we don't have to deal with him. But like whoever dies in the in the Knives Out movies, I mean, I guess the guy who died in this one was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. So it's, it's not, I guess, unheard of. But I feel like if we... You ultimately do feel bad for the people when they die, yeah, even if you they're do. bad. Yeah, and I feel like having Chris Pratt there. How about, how about Pratt, but just for a little bit, like yeah. Noah Sagan's or, character? Who could we get to play a Pratt? You know, like we want it to clearly be Pratt, but oh, we don't like, like they did with Pratt. Ninja in this movie. Exactly. Okay, who good. do you cast to play Chris Pratt? Oh my God, this like, is. If you wanted to do another pro wrestler like John Cena. <laughs> Triple H. Triple fucking H. Maybe. Randy Orton. Um Chris Jericho's a good actor too. Yeah, you could do what you know what? Here's a here's one. What about Bill Hader? Ooh, as Chris Pratt. Bill Hader. He's got the Chris comedy Pratt. chops and yeah. the drama chops. I like it. Right? I just... think Bill Hader should be in one of these movies. What was the last movie Bill Hader was in? It Yeah, it, no. I think. Uh, uh there's IT some clown? comedy he was in, but I don't He was in Trainwreck, oh, but yeah, that was before that it. Was before. That was before it. Yeah. That was before. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we get Bill Hader to play Chris Pratt, and we'll call him like, like uh, Chris Pratt, but it'll be short for like not Christian, I guess. <laughs> Christian, yeah. Christian, you know, Christian, Christian, Christian Pratholomew, Christian. something like that. Cristiano, Cristiano Prathias. Yeah, just, yeah, he's an actor who's uh, kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, he's an actor who's very Republican, like most of the villains in these in, movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we haven't. Have we gotten an actor yet? No. No, so yeah, this one he'll be an actor. He'll show up, be like, "Hey, just finished voicing Kermit in the Muppets movie, (laughs) and that's why Kermit's yeah, that's Kermit's motive. His motive. He was so fucking bad in the movie. It was just his regular voice. It was just his regular voice. I like do my voice. Yeah, (laughs) I like the idea that Kermit like loses." Yeah. To Chris oh, Pratt yeah. The, like that's the, like, that's the thing. Like that's why he's mad Kermit, about it because he loses to Chris Pratt yeah. for that role. In this yeah. one, Kermit got blacklisted from Hollywood, <laughs> so yeah. they they outsourced him. Like, well, that's the thing because in this movie, Kermit is just like a sentient being, like he is in real life. Yeah. But in this movie, the movie that Bill Hader as Chris Pratt <laughs> plays Kermit by puppeteering a Kermit puppet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not. I'm not a puppet. I'm not a puppet. You can't just cast. Someone to play Kermit. <laughs> that's me. That's and a so real. It's like person. a whole debate on like whether or not you can have someone who's a non-puppet play a puppet. That's true. He yeah. gets in in hot water. And it's like a nope situation yeah. now. It's yeah. Like, stop. You know. 
<laughs> stop hurting the puppets, you know, like stop hurting the animals. Yeah. Let's yeah. Stop ex- well, no, I'm thinking more like like uh, Kate Hudson's character. It's not mm. blackface. It's puppet face. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. puppet face. So <laughs> I love it. That's that's a nice layer of complexity. I love it. Maybe you get a uh, little Timmy Chalamet in there. Yay. Timmy Chalamet, I think, is a solid option in any movie. So I, I feel like of popular actors that haven't been in it yet. You know, you yeah, know, everyone's got to be. Maybe it's some Pew action. Maybe you, maybe Florence we, Pugh maybe and Timmy the, Chalamet. I think the Pew universe would be maybe a good. The Pugh yeah. Yeah. Pugh would be a good one to be the relatable character. I think. I think so. Too. I would root for her. Yeah, I think we can root for Pew. Yeah, we can root for Pew for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think this cast is. Yeah, that's, fucking that's a I feel like Tilda cast. Swinton maybe. Tilda yeah, Swinton Tilda would be solid. Why hasn't she been in one? Because like she's kind of yeah. kooky, and I feel like there's yeah. always like the lady who's in uh, Hereditary in the first movie, mm-hmm. and yeah. So we get Tilda Swinton. She's very eccentric. I feel like yeah, so she's we... always eccentric. She plays like the. Have you guys seen Okja? She's very eccentric. I haven't seen Okja. I was actually going to pitch her for Chris Pratt, but I liked Bill Hader better. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, yeah. She also could be a good Chris Pratt. I think. I think Tilda Swinton is like Kermit's eccentric manager. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like and it. so she's the one who's trying to like navigate Kermit's uh, like blacklisting from Hollywood, <laughs> just trying to get him any role. And yeah. maybe it's on a film set. Maybe the murder mm. happens on a film set and Benoit Blanc's there to consult for the movie because it's about a murder. Okay. Okay. Ooh, and like someone like drops this. the light on... Yes. I'm going to add this. This is a little tar. This is a little bit of like tar. Okay. Right? Okay. Kermit. Imagine Kermit's tar. And then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Give sorry, me a second. One second. You're asking a lot of me. Kermit is Lydia tar. Okay. <laughs> Tilda Swinton is like the lady from Portrait of, uh, of a Lady on Fire. Um, you have to say which one. <laughs> the uh, person who is her like, who's Lydia Tar's like underling almost, and she's using her. Oh, so in that, like the character that, from she's Tar. She's still the manager. <laughs> yes, her character from Tar. She's still the manager, but she's secretly following around Kermit to like get him even more canceled. She's on Miss Piggy's side. Oh, oh, like they've had a terrible so divorce. So there have yes. been allegations against Kermit by Miss Piggy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tilda's Miss trying Pig- to get the evidence. Yes, Miss Piggy put out a twit longer mm-hmm. about Kermit. Yes, <laughs> and Tilda is is there. So Tilda's secretly working against. So this would have to be revealed like halfway through the movie. But we like, couldn't start like, knowing. Who gets killed though? But everyone's on um, Kermit's side into the divorce because Miss Piggy did cheat on Kermit with the pig who played the pig and pig. Oh, Ooh. okay. Even though the pig and pig, well, I guess, yeah, pig and pig was a woman. Okay, sure. Honest. Piggy, Miss Piggy's probably bi. I was going to yeah. say, she's a bi queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like this. Does so, this mean that Nicolas Cage could be in the movie? I think Nicolas Cage shows up in the movie for sure. He I feel like it's a cameo out. though. I don't know if like, I don't, know if, I don't know if you want too much Cage. Yeah. We get a scene with Cage, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we get a scene with Cage, for sure. We get a scene, and then Cage is immediately, like, exonerated. Like, he just has a rock-solid alibi. <laughs> or he also gets killed. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe Nicolas Cage Nick gets killed. Cage is the guy I think that's killed. a really solid pick, because yeah. then he's not in too much of the movie, mm-hmm. and we have a great ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to say, I'm going to say in the beginning of the movie, 
Tilda Swinton's character is like, Kermit, I got you a film. Like, they're going to take you. You have to take this part to get back in Hollywood's good graces. Okay. Um, Florence Pugh is like an up-and-coming actor from, like, the Midwest yeah. who's very innocent and, like, this is her big break. And so she's got to star alongside Kermit. Oh, boy. And, and <laughs> she, she only knows Kermit as, like, Kermit, you know? Yeah. And so when she gets on to set, Kermit, like, slaps her ass or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like... Hey, babe, see you in my dressing room. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And Bill Hader's, you know, maybe he's like the screenwriter or something. Yeah. But he's, he's like Chris deep. Pratt, the no, no. He's like, I really like. Yeah, what, yeah, I really <laughs> no, no, no. Hold well, on. We're because... not going to copy Chris Pratt the profession. It, it's just Chris Pratt the man. So he's going to be deeply religious and conservative. Okay. Because I was like, I could see like maybe because the Mona Lisa gets destroyed, Chris Pratt becomes a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Okay. That sure. Changed. Yeah. Butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah. Well. Anyway, the point is, I think. This is like, you know, how the Daily Wire makes movies. This is like they're scrounging up everyone in Hollywood who's like conservative enough to still support someone who's canceled. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But Florence Pugh's just doing it because like it's her big break. Like this Mm -hmm. is her chance to break into Hollywood. And she heard Nick Cage is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. This is a perfect movie. I I agree. Yeah. There's no holes in this movie. There's so no far. holes at all. And Ryan it's airtight. Jo- if this happens, Ryan Johnson definitely listens to our podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if it happens, he actually has to show up to the premiere that we go to next time. That's well, he has to show up on the podcast. No, that's true. Absolutely does. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Marty and he's got to give us credit though? in some way. Marty and Ryan Johnson are cool. Oh, okay. They don't have any beef. Yeah, that you know of. Cool. Ryan hasn't done a Marvel movie. Marty's fine with Star Wars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marty, Marty's well known for being like Star Wars is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Marvel, he he hates. Yeah, so. Marvel, gotcha. Star Wars, he he likes. Mm-hmm. He likes a lot. Yeah. And he loves voice changers on on TikTok. Yes, he does. Which make my ears bleed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't understand how people watch minute long videos with that voice changer. I know. Everyone, I wanted to die. They do it for like story times and stuff too. It's not even for like content where the voice changer is like funny. It's <laughs> it's not like for how Fred used his voice changer at all. It's yeah. like just a normal video, but they decided to use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really weird to me. I just don't get it. All right. So what? Do, final part of Improvies. What do we call this one? I mean, I like the Rainbow Connection, but I feel like that's a little <laughs> on the nose. Yeah. It's a because like Glass Onion was so out of nowhere. Kni- Knives Out didn't relate to the story as much as Glass Onion. So it, it's, it has to be two words and it's got to be like. Oh, it's got to be two words. Got to be an adjective and an Green yeah. frog. Green frog. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's also a little on the nose. Green frog. <laughs> Get porked, something like that. Get porked. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, I think we nailed it. Green frog. Green frog. <laughs> we call it green frog. Green frog and knives out. Yeah. History. But it's, we make it very clear that it has nothing to do with her. <laughs> no. There's yeah. a completely There's a complete, separate, There's a separate green metaphor. frog. There's a whole twist. You know what it is? I, I already got it for you. Oh, the wow. name of the movie that they're shooting is green frog oh mm-hmm. and that's why they and it's Kermit. it's gonna be it's gonna you know how like <laughs> the will only S- green frog actor <laughs> yeah, in like, hollywood yeah, gotta, <laughs> but like you know how will smith just did a movie about like this gritty drama about being a slave and now he's got to go around on the press tour being like i'm sorry about yeah. slapping chris rock please go see my incredibly like gritty movie or you're racist or whatever yeah. i mean he hasn't said that but like we all know the implication <laughs> yeah. um it's the same thing this is kermit's like big gritty comeback movie. Uh, okay yeah 
Green Frog. Green Frog. <laughs> wow, I love it. Coming to theaters in 2026. Wow. And for on one Netflix. week. Yeah, for one. Actually, only gonna, one week. They're doing three days. Yeah. Three days. Yeah, 72 hours. <laughs> 72 hours. <laughs> but they're playing it constantly. Yeah. For se- like, as soon as one screening ends, the next one starts. Oh, yeah. Um, and they don't tell you what time each one starts. No, you got to guess. Yeah, you, you gotta, just have or to you get just got to show up. It's like TV, you know? Like, yeah. If you turn on a channel too late, too bad. Mm-hmm. No rewinds. And that's how they're doing it on Netflix, too. Yeah. You can't just press play. <laughs> no, no more pressing play. No more choosing your episodes. Yeah. Netflix is just you press the Netflix app and something's playing. Yeah. Well, they're removing the burden of choice, which has always been the hard part about Netflix. That's true, yeah. I mean, they have a random button, right? No. They do, <laughs> but... This one's, it's just going to be Green Frog. No. They're going <laughs> to rename the app to Green Frog. <laughs> Green Frog. <laughs> They're like, you know what? All this content fucking sucks. Yes. <laughs> all we have are Stranger Things and Green Frog. Yeah, well, once Stranger Things is over next season, it's all about Green Frog. That's true. Green, this whole fucking thing is about yeah. Green Frog. The stream wars are over. We won. <laughs> we won. Because we made Green, Green Frog. Frog. It's over. Green Sorry, Fro- Disney Plus. Yeah. suck ass. Hulu, it's over. <laughs> HBO Max is already down the drain. Our Already down the drain because mm-hmm. they didn't pitch Green Frog. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> this has been an adventure, yeah. but I guess the main point is go see Glass Onion, go see Green Frog when it comes out, and until next time, stay green, you beautiful frogs. <laughs>